All right, everybody. My name is Kyle Rojas. I oversee global BD and partnerships for Edge of Node, which is the initial team behind the graph and now one of six core devs working and building out the technology for the world. The graph is the indexing and query layer for the Web3 space, actually one of the most used technologies in the ecosystem, and it's actually powering the majority of Web3 data around the world. And it's organizing the world's Web3 data, not just on blockchain, not just on application, but the entire Web3 space. And even more importantly, the graph is decentralizing the data layer to unlock all the benefits of Web3, right? Without building on decentralized tech stacks and without having actually decentralized applications, a dApp is just an app, and an app is just more Web2 technology. It's, it's become a default way to build for over 44,000 developers since the first product launch in 2019. And, and for context on where the graph sits in the tech stack, where oracles like Chainlink write data on-chain, so call that the write layer, where blockchains record data, you call that the recording layer, the graph acts as the read layer, sitting in between blockchains and applications to make sure when we go to applications, the data actually flows to what we see in the front ends when we visit a page. As for what the deck does, if you think of a blockchain of a football stadium full of randomly colored and sized candies, this is what blockchain data looks like before the graph, and this is what it looks like after. And this all functions due to subgraphs, which are open public APIs that builders of all types use to organize and utilize blockchain data. There have been over 70,000 subgraphs over the lifetime of the protocol, and over 38,000 are actively in use every day, driving an insane amount of volume in over 100 countries around the world, which is pretty crazy. And a weird stat, in March alone, the graph had over 37 billion queries flow through its technology. Well over 1 million per day, or 1 billion per day. Yesterday alone, there were over 1.67 billion queries. And for comparison, little context there, when you think of ChatGPT, which has kind of taken over the world, in March, they had 10 million queries per day. Google, 10 years after launch, 10 years after launch, had 8 million queries per year. Yesterday, the graph had 1.67 billion queries in 24 hours. It's, it's crazy when you think about it. But this is mostly on the hosted service. Something that launched in 2019, something that the ecosystem subsidizes, so it's free for builders right now. What's important about the graph, what it was always meant to be, is the decentralized network which launched in late 2020, December 2020, and only until this year had Ethereum enabled. And I'll explain where we are in progress. But just to give an idea of some stats on how things are going, and this will all be network facing going forward. The network continues to grow across all metrics. Um, if you think of how many subgraphs are on the decentralized network, again, 38,000 are actively in use on the hosted service. Last quarter, at the end of the quarter, there were only 776. And that's 26% growth quarter over quarter. What's awesome is, and I'll explain the tokenomics in a bit, the total query fees in dollars went up 41% quarter over quarter. So $88,000 in one quarter, and the lifetime over, over two years, two plus years, is only 408,000. So things are just getting started. People are just starting to migrate in full, and I'll explain what that looks like in some context there. 
All of this is based on the backbone of the decentralized network, which are indexers. These many decentralized, well, small centralized operations like Google that are all around the world that are running their own Postgres database operations are incentivized on the network to sync any given subgraph's information. And if you think of what a subgraph is, a subgraph is a blueprint for a house, and the indexer comes in, uses that blueprint, and uses the tools of on-chain data to build that house. Another way to think about it is an Excel document, the subgraph is the heading on column and rows, telling people what information they need, and the indexer literally block by block adds to this insanely large Excel document. And when we go to a front end, automatically in 100 milliseconds or less, it automatically flows so that when we go to Uniswap, info page, when we go to Trader Joe, one inch, uh, when we go to pretty much any DeFi app, most NFTs, most DAOs, almost all data analytics, Nomix, Masari, and more, it's all powered by the graph. And what's crazy is when I came in a little under two years ago, the, the hosted service was destroying the decentralized network and quality of service. The decentralized network was new tech. There weren't enough indexers. There might have been 50 or so. And the quality of service was not even half of what the hosted service is. What we're seeing is over the past six to nine months, decentralized technology is actually beating centralized tech. Uptime is unbeatable because the indexer selection algorithm automatically transitions from one indexer to another, 460 plus around the world. Latency is better because if you're querying in Japan, indexers in Japan serve it. So we're seeing sub 100 millisecond query times, which is amazing. And it was all hypothetical. This was something that didn't exist in the world, created by Edge and Node and the core devs. That was experimental technology, and in one year, went from being absolutely nothing compared to centralized tech to now beating it. And it's early. It's just starting to happen at scale. But what's cool is the migrations to the decentralized network are, are just getting started as well. When I came in, there were you know, a few subgraphs on there that were just kind of testing. No one used it in prod at all. No one used it for production purposes. And it took 80 days to get from 400 to 500, 77 days to get 500, 600, 61 days to get from 600 to 700. I think it's 40 days to get to 800, and then 13 days, because now it's over 900. It's moving fast, but not all of these are used in prod. People go over, there are some extra steps, it's still Web3 native. And even though it's unbeatable uptime, better latency, better syncing speeds, people have to test. If you've ever dealt with data, you're not gonna use something if you don't test it thoroughly to really trust the technology. So out of those now almost 1,000 subgraphs on the decentralized network, there are about 250 that are actively used. But subgraph developers are the ones that are putting it on the decentralized network, and there's only about 150 to 160 that are using it specifically for their dApp. There's another 100 or so that are just third-party queriers. And when you look at the data on the hosted service, which is a good proxy, obviously, for what happens, what will happen on the decentralized network, about two-thirds of all the volume is from third-party queriers. So subgraph developers are essential to get this thing bootstrapped because you can't query something that isn't even synced on the decentralized network. As for the tokenomics overview, GRT is the work utility token for the ecosystem. And 
Subgraph developers and then data consumers, for every query, there's a small cost of GRT. Still crypto native, and we're working on it, which I'll explain, which means you still have to have GRT on your balance sheet. You still have to use it to move the subgraph to the decentralized network. But every extra query, every new query, every new migration, every new data consumer that moves to the network increases demand for the work utility token. And then you think of the tokenomics beyond that. Indexers need a minimum of 100,000 GRT to stake. They use that stake to actually index subgraphs and earn. And a lot of them are earning 10 to 15. Some are up to 30% if they're good indexers. And there's a slashing mechanism. Many indexers have 10, 20 million dollars in GRT on the line. And if they provide incorrect information, there's an arbitration process, a dispute arbitration process that we're working on making it not manual. We're working on a SNARK technology to make it automatic through practical algebra, which we can talk offline. But that slashing, that disincentive to provide incorrect information is right now working well. People aren't serving incorrect queries. It's only happened, I think, two or three times where there was a slashing. And if you have $20 million in GRT in stake as an indexer and you get slashed 2.5%, that is a massive disincentive. So the more you have on the line to index, the more you can make, but the more you can lose as well. Curators are the ones who put GRT on subgraphs to show indexers and linearly increase the indexer rewards by putting their GRT on an even subgraph that will be popular, that they have verified as a good team, that they think will have good volume, and that economically incentivizes indexers to sync and then be able to serve queries. And then delegators, you think of these as the passive uh, stakers. They're not technical enough to be indexers, again, which are the backbone of the network. So they literally delegate their GRT so that indexers can serve the queries and they give the majority of the protocol rewards, query fees and indexer rewards to delegators. So it's a really complex and I'd say very elegant economic system that took a couple years to think up uh, from 17 to 19 and then when it went out into prod in, in 20 and then what we've done is hone it in through graph improvement proposals, community ecosystem development cooperation and it's, it's working extremely well but there's still so much to do to make it perfect. And I think anything in this space is never really perfect. As for, like I said, December 2020, Ethereum went live. Took two years until we were comfortable getting quality of service, latency, and being able to beat centralized technology. Until now, over the past quarter, five chains have gone live. And many are already moving over and migrating and using in prod. Next will be Phantom, Optimism, Optimism Polygon, but there are 40 chains on the hosted service that are being used and powering data across the entire ecosystem. We can't stop until all 40 chains are on the decentralized network. And now, if you've dealt with any chains or you've spoken with about integrations, it's just capacity and time and cost. What we're working on is a, an SDK level experience, a graph improvement proposal, network integration to make it permissionless. So we can subtract ourselves away from this and enable people, enable new chains, enable new technologies to go straight to this, because in the end, we don't want to be running this. We're building a public good. We also, as Edge Node, Graph Foundation, and other core devs, take no extraction. We don't extract any value from any single query. All of it goes to indexers, delegators, and curators, and the only way we'll make money is if we have GRT and participating as an indexer, which we are, as big delegators as we are, and not only on our own, but as Edge Node. Now, when you're thinking of why somebody would move from something that's free in prod to something that's paid and not new, 
and is still crypto native, you need to have GRT on your balance sheet to be able to pay those queries. UX and DX improvements have been the biggest bear, the biggest pain, biggest friction point. And so what we're doing is not only moving from Ethereum, because we all know freaking expensive it is to do anything on Ethereum right now. So we're moving to Arbitrum, and maybe eventually the network moved to something else even less expensive or even more things than just Arbitrum, whichever can be the least expensive with the fastest and most reliable. And we're almost there. So we've enabled indexing rewards on Arbitrum 1 over the next few months, maybe even a couple quarters. Everything, all subgraphs will move from Ethereum to Arbitrum, and everything will be flowing through the protocol there. And the white whale, I'd say, for UXDX is making this feel like a SaaS product. So not needing GRT. We have now a fiat on-ramp integration, but we still need recurring payment solutions. We still need subscriptions so that people don't need GRT. They don't see GRT at all. They just see a SaaS level experience that rivals Web2, but all based on decentralized technology, which is gonna provide the best stats across the board. How am I doing on time? I can skip through a couple. Okay, uh, just know that before NFT use cases weren't available, and now that NFT use cases are available, Rarible, that actually left the graph to try to build their own indexing solution is now on the network, which is really freaking cool that they tried to do it and ended up coming back to the public good. We still do some hosted integrations to unblock right away. So ZK Hermes, ZK Sync, Base Testnet are in hosted environments not on the decentralized network yet. And one thing that's really cool is a REST-based API is coming out. Right now, you build subgraphs on assembly script, you query in GraphQL, but REST-based APIs enable parallel transactions, and the biggest pain point, again, for DX is 100x indexing and syncing speeds. And this has taken a Uniswap subgraph from taking two months to sync to two to three days. And that's gonna really level up the playing field for DeFi and our experiences as well. Another thing, I won't go too far into this, AI, we've been using machine learning, reinforcement learning in the graph internally to uh, test, to stress test, to uh, make sure queries and delegation and everything is working well. And now we're thinking through how to use LLMs in a forward-looking chat GPT style experience so that it's a node code solution because my mom's not gonna come in and be able to build out a subgraph and or query in GraphQL and understand how many ENS holders increased from May to 2021 to July 2022. So imagine if you could just type in and say how many ENS holders, blah, it instantly codes GraphQL and then spits it out in a Google chat GPT style thing. That's probably gonna be a multi-year solution, a multi-year problem, but it's probably where we're gonna go and it's what we're attacking internally. Just know we're gonna integrate more on the network. We're gonna migrate everything to the network. And there might be some that go to centralized solutions, but they're gonna get shut down. It is an existential risk if people aren't using decentralized tech stacks to actually have dApps. And I think that's gonna become very real over the next few quarters as we've seen. They're literally trying to choke everyone out. They're starting with financial oils and going into other things. Not bad for, for winging it. So. If you have any questions, let me know offline.